Hello, everyone. This is Rasa with a favor to ask before we start the show. If you love listening to You Must Know Everything as much as we love making it, please recommend it to a friend, family member, coworker, classmate, teacher, babysitter, anyone and everyone in your circle and beyond. Word of mouth recommendations like yours make the biggest difference. And one more thing. We now have a You Must Know Everything online store with amazing and exclusive t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs, including, of course, kid sizes. Please follow the store link on our website, youmustknoweverything.com, to check it out, show your support, and spread the love that way, too. Thanks so much, and on with the show. Hi, Dad. Hello, Rasa. How you doing? I am happy to be here. So am I. Are you ready to know everything? Yes, I am. Okay, let's do it. Today, I have a theory to help you get things you want done but don't want to do done and enjoy the process. Wow, I definitely want to hear this. So, my theory is that you should use rewards. Okay. Like money or candy or how does it work? It works like this. Say the lawn is getting really overgrown, but you don't want to mow it. This has happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can reward yourself. So you do have to mow the lawn, but afterwards you can do something you want to do. So you say, okay, I'm going to mow the lawn. Afterwards, I can eat a fudgesicle. Lawn mowing season and ice cream truck season are often overlapping. Is there an example where you use this system? Definitely. As you know, we're only in school two days a week. So then everything that we need to learn for the rest of the five days, my teacher just gives us all homework for it, which makes sense. But sometimes you just don't want to do your homework. Yeah, when you're looking at five days of homework, it's hard to get your motivation to go up that hill. Yeah. So what I do is I say, okay, I'm going to do the science slideshow about vertebrates and invertebrates, but afterwards I can go sledding with my friends. That makes sense. I like that plan. And then I go, okay, I'm going to do this. So I need to make a list of five facts and I get it done. It's like the sledding is a magnet that pulls you across the homework. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't always have to be sledding. Sometimes it's a piece of candy. Sometimes it's a board game. Sometimes it's playing with my doll. Just depends. So the rewards can be any number of things. And I've noticed in this example that you're not saying I have to do all of my homework to get the reward. You've broken it into one part of my homework and then one reward. Do you do that? Task, reward, task, reward, task, reward. Exactly. Because while rewards are pretty motivational, it's hard to muster up the energy to do all 10 homework assignments for one piece of candy. So what's the right balance between work and reward? Well, it really depends on what you're doing. Maybe one reward per task and enjoying the reward shouldn't take longer than doing the task else it's not as effective. Until, of course, the very end. Then you get the ultimate reward. You finished! You're done! 
You're free. You have the mission accomplished banner. It's all good. Last assignment. Relax. Are you ready for today's poem? Yeah, what is it? It's from the poem Invitation to the Voyage by Charles Baudelaire. There, there's nothing else but grace and measure, richness, quietness, and pleasure, furniture that wears the luster of the years, softly glow within our glowing chamber, flowers of the rarest bloom, proffering their perfume, mixed with the vague fragrances of amber, gold ceilings would there be, Mirrors deep as the sea, the walls all in an eastern splendor hug. Nothing but should dress the soul's loneliness, speaking her sweet and secret native tongue. There, there is nothing else but grace and measure, richness, quietness, and pleasure. Wow, may I read it? But of course. From the poem Invitation to the Voyage by Charles Baudelaire. There, there is nothing else but grace and measure, richness, quietness, and pleasure. Furniture that wears the luster of the years softly would glow within our glowing chamber. Flowers of rarest bloom pro-offering their perfume, mixed with the vague fragrances of amber. Gold ceilings would there be, mirrors deep as the sea. The walls all in an eastern splendor hung, nothing but should address the soul's loneliness, speaking her sweet and secret native tongue. There, there is nothing else but grace and measure. Richness, quietness, and pleasure. Wow. What's happening in that poem? Well, there aren't people in this part of the poem. There are objects, but the objects are pretty nice, right? Fancy furniture, a glowing chamber, blooming flowers, gold ceilings, deep mirrors, splendid walls. It sounds a little bit like the castle in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah. So there's something rich, quiet, and pleasant, but also I think a little bit creepy. Do you agree? Yes. Now, I noticed that the person who wrote this last name is Baudelaire. Like the Baudelaire siblings in a series of unfortunate events. Yes. And are those series of novels pretty creepy too? Yeah! There's the evil Count Olaf, who's so badly disguised, but he fools everyone but the Baudelaire siblings. And what happens? Usually in kids' stories, it all ends up happy in the end. At the end of each of these books... It's a giant cliffhanger! Not only that, it's miserable the whole time, and then whenever they think they've got a happy ending, what happens? Something messes it up! Yeah. And that is, I think, why this famous poet became the namesake for these siblings. All his poems are beautiful, but dark and twisted. 
And they're all about the kind of rottenness that's under the bloom of the flowers. But you enjoy reading those books. I love them. They're suspenseful, they're funny, and they're really interesting, too. So sometimes it's good to go to the dark places. Sometimes it's good to hang out with the creepy furniture that's beautiful but might grab you. (laughs) Yeah, especially if you only have to read about it. So this poem is called Invitation to the Voyage. Would you take an invitation to this room? On the page? Yeah. In real life, I think I'll stick to our couch. It's not nearly as fancy, but it's not nearly as creepy either. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. I know Earth turns on its axis every day. That's how we have day and night. And I know it rotates around the sun every year. That's how we have every year. Uh-huh. And I know all the other planets in our solar system rotate around the sun too. But my question is, does the sun itself move or is it stuck in one shiny place forever? Wow. Great question. I'll look it up, get back to you. to your vexing question. It turns out the sun does move, and it spins on its axis. The sun orbits around the middle of the Milky Way. Actually, our entire solar system orbits around the Milky Way. Cool, right? Whoa. And on average, the sun spins on its axis every 27 days. The sun's equator is the speediest and takes around 24 days to rotate while the poles take longer than 30 days. Also, the inner parts of the sun spin faster than the outer layers, according to live science. Amazing. So an Earth month is like a sun day, and the sun for the sun is the Milky Way. Yeah, I guess you could put it like that. So remember, next time your parents tell you that it's a whole day before your big vacation, Just be glad you're not on the sun. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rasa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Get cool You Must Know Everything merchandise, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 50 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.